What's up, everybody? This is Jimmy coming at you again. Hallway Conversations with the Masses. We are getting into a few more episodes now, and I do, again, appreciate all the support from everybody. So we're going to go at a few topics this week to discuss some football-related issues. Some of it with the Falcons. Other parts will be, you know, other team-related. But we're going to definitely talk about the Falcons. Are they definitely in trouble yet? Uh, is it time for us to move on from Matt Ryan, or should we stick stick with him a few more years until his contract is up? We're also going to talk about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, whose legacy was greater, and does one loss outside of New England define Tom Brady going forward? We're also going to discuss the NFL's power rankings, you know, who I think is rated too high, who's rated too low, and who's just right. And last but not least, we're going to pick some week two people, discuss all of those, and we're going to go into the L.A. Clippers getting beat last night by the Denver Bron- well Denver Nuggets. Uh, we're going to talk about the series coming up, the L.A. Lakers versus the Nuggets, and who I think has the advantage in the series going forward. So first things first, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, first week in the regular season, the Falcons – lost at the hands of the Seattle Seahawks 38 to 25 and a lot of fans are saying we are in trouble just because of the one game I honestly don't think the Falcons are in trouble yet they do have some work to do but we have to keep it in hindsight without a preseason and that being the first live action that some of these guys have seen in over seven to eight months it's going to look a little rusty Now, being that we were a little rusty but still were able to put up 25 points, I think that's still a win in the book because you have to consider this. Even though the score said we lost, some teams did not put up 25 points. Whether it be in garbage time or whatever, the Falcons still were able to put up 25. The biggest issue I have for the Falcons going forward, again, is on the defensive side of the football. Offense has never really been an issue for the Falcons. As much as people try to ride Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan can put up three, four hundred yards every week. Even if he only puts up two touchdowns, which most quarterbacks have done, that should be suffice enough to win a football game. You have to look at it. Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills only put up two touchdowns and his team won. Drew Brees only put up two touchdowns with way less yards and he won. So we can't sit here and pretend that Matt Ryan has to put up five to six touchdowns every week for us to win. We just have to play consistent football and keep getting first downs instead of three and outs and not converting. So are the Falcons in trouble quite yet? I do not think so. I think that, you know, after about five, maybe six games, you can kind of say where the Falcons are as a state of a franchise, but one game does not define your season. Now, to piggyback off of that, a lot of people are saying we should move on from Matt Ryan. And I'll pose the same question that Roddy White posed a few months back. If we move on from Matt Ryan, what are we moving on to? I do hear the cries to tank so we can try to get a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, one of these newer quarterbacks coming in. However, if you really consider the statistics, most year one quarterbacks are going to struggle. Are the Falcon fans really really ready for a rebuild in times like this? You, you have two guys in Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones that are actually ready to help a franchise win at this moment. 
if we do re-sign Todd Gurley, you have a running back that is in win-now mode. We cannot afford to rebuild with a quarterback that is trying to learn another system and doesn't know what he's doing. Now, again, can Matt Ryan do better on some things? Absolutely, yes. No quarterback in the NFL is 100% perfect. As much as everybody would try to say, well, we should get the Patrick Mahomes or the Lamar Jacksons of the world, those guys even have their flaws. But if you really put it in hindsight, the Falcons are not in trouble yet. We still have a lot of work to do as an offensive team as a whole. Play calling has to get a lot better. We have to be able to not get so many penalties as well as, you know, be able to get the ball in the spots they need to be for receivers to catch. But Matt Ryan is far from the issue, and I still think that he can play high-quality football for this team for some years to come. So maybe in another year or two, you do draft his replacement because there are other options that will come up in the draft. The Falcons aren't one of those teams that are in rebuilding mode that needs another franchise quarterback when you have a guy you're still paying over $100 million at the present time. So next topic we're going to talk about is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Tom Brady, of course, losing week one to the New Orleans Saints. Bill Belichick's Patriots took down the Dolphins with Cam Newton at quarterback. So was it more was it more Tom Brady or was it more Bill Belichick and being able to win? Well, I think it's a combination of both. And here's why. If anybody looks, the New England Patriots have went through this before not having Tom Brady. And if anybody asks, well, no, they have not. They actually did twice. Uh, they lost Jaco- They lost Tom Brady at one point and had to use Jacoby Brissett, if I remember, at one point to be quarterback, which is why he ended up with a starting job in Indianapolis. And you also lost Tom Brady at another point where they had to bring in um, Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's exactly why those guys moved on to different teams because they fit what the Patriots were doing in that system. Now, have those guys had the same success since moving on from the Patriots? Absolutely not. Will you see a decline like that out of Tom Brady? It could happen, but we have to also keep in hindsight, again, without a preseason, some teams are going to look rusty and chemistry is not going to be fully there. So we have to keep it in perspective. Yes, it's it's fun to see anybody from the NFC South lose because as a fan of the Falcons, I don't ever want to see any other teams win. But if I have to pick between the lesser of two evils, we know what we can do against a Tampa Bay team and their defense, which hasn't changed much. We know what we can do against a Carolina Panthers team who hasn't changed much. We also know what we can do against New Orleans because we beat them one game last year. So Tom Brady, again, does not scare me in our division. A lot of people will say we should panic because they're the second best team in that division. But I I believe a lot of people forget that the same Falcons team that you're worried about cannot beat Tom Brady. Again, offense was never the issue going up against Tom Brady because we actually posted the numbers we needed to in that Super Bowl we played them. Our issues were on the defensive side of the football. So Tom Brady really should wor- should be worried with the Saints and the Falcons. You still have to play the Saints another time and the Falcons twice. If they can at least come away from those games with three wins, 
then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't be taken seriously because, I mean, yes, you may give them the wins against Carolina, but they are not going to be able to come in and either sweep Atlanta or come in and actually be able to steal a game from New Orleans. So I believe Tom Brady's legacy is just fine. We just have to, like I said, be patient and wait to see what's over the horizon for him on the next side. So NFL released power rankings this week. And I must say, for most, for the most part, most of the rankings are absolutely accurate. Uh, a lot of people will say, you know, my team isn't rated where I think they should be. They should be higher. But again, just after week one, they're going off of potential, y'all. So don't take any of these power rankings too serious. I believe the one team that surprised me the most in week one was the Washington Redskins. And here's why. No one picked them to win that game against Philadelphia, but after posting eight sacks against a weakened Philadelphia line, I believe that Carson Wentz is going to be running for his life again this season. So that's going to prove to be a big talking point for that team and if they can actually get over the hump in their own division. But Washington was the only team that really surprised me. Everybody else, I felt like they had potential to win their games. So... Again, uh, just week one, still got a lot more football left to play, so we'll see how all these teams actually play. I always say after week seven to eight, that shows who the real contenders and pretenders are because the first eight weeks, everybody's still trying to figure a lot of things out. But after that, it should be pedal to the metal, gas to the floor, and you should be ready to roll and see what you can do against every team every week. So... Next one we're going to talk about is my week two previews and who I believe will win all these games this week coming. So NFL, uh, you have a few teams. Of course, I just told you guys, I believe the Atlanta Falcons will win against the Dallas Cowboys uh, this week coming in. Uh, I believe, like I said, that the, even though it's the home opener for the Cowboys, uh, I just believe that the Falcons can go in and steal a game. Uh, last time we went out there, even with being down, uh, the Falcons were able to come back in that game and actually win. Uh, so another game, we're going to talk about the Thursday night game, Bengals versus the Browns. Uh, Joe, Flack, Joe Burrow, I'm sorry, looked a little bit a little bit timid in his first start to say. Um, I believe the Browns do win this game. Like I said, uh, it's just hard to get back. It's hard to say that, you know, they would be able to beat a more seasoned Browns team, but this is the only time you'll ever hear me pick the Browns in anything. <laughs> Normally, the Browns are a terrible team, but I just think because of because of experience, the Browns will actually come out. They want to get that taste out of their mouth after getting beat week one by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, next game, of course, will be the Giants and Bears. Uh, Giants actually didn't look too horrible week one. But I believe that the defense on the Bears' side will be the difference, and I believe the Bears win this game uh, pretty easy. Next, you have the Lions and Packers. I mean, Packers should be able to easily win this game. I do not see the Lions being able to compete with these guys again. Lions looked very horrible the week one, and I don't see them being able to slow down a very fast-paced Green Bay uh, offense. All right, so next you have a battle of unbeatens, Jaguars and Titans. I do believe the Titans are a better football team. Hopefully they can get their kicking issues fixed this week with Steven Goskowski, but I still believe in the Titans a little bit better. 
Uh, I just believe Derrick Henry has a better day uh, and is able to run through the numbers and get these guys to a win. Next, you have the Vikings and Colts. Uh, both teams 0-1, but somebody has to win or tie. I believe that the Colts should be able to get this win. Phillip Rivers uh, should have won week one, but again, I, I, like I said, because of a lot of this being teams are still in the fill-out process, I just believe the Colts have a little bit more talent on the offensive side of the football. Uh, next, you have the Bills at the Dolphins. Bills take an early 2-0 lead into the AFC East. Uh, they be able, they should be able to beat the Dolphins with no problem. Next, you have the 49ers and Jets. Again, both of these teams also are 0-1, so somebody has to win. I believe in the 49ers in this one, although I believe it's going to be a very close game because a lot of people underestimate the Jets, and I think that they take them lightly at first, but I do think that the 49ers can pull away with this win. Next, you have the Rams and Eagles. Uh, I believe the Eagles start the season 0-2. Uh, I just don't think that they have enough to be able to beat the L.A. Rams, and with the problems that they have with injuries now, I just believe that the Eagles get beat in their second straight home game. Next, you have the Broncos and Steelers. Steelers starting off the year with a Monday night win against the New York Giants, so I believe that the Broncos do lose this game to the Steelers. Um, Steelers' defense is just going to be too much for Drew Locke to overcome. Next, you have the Panthers and Buccaneers, both 0-1. I believe that the Buccaneers should win this game, of course. Uh, I just don't think that the Panthers, unless Kirsten McCaffrey has an outstanding day, win this game, and I think they're going to stack the box to make them throw, and I don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater to actually get them to win. Uh, next, you have, again, another battle of unbeatens, the Washington football team versus the Cardinals. In this one, I give the edge to the Cardinals. I believe the Cardinals are for real this year. I believe that they are going to be a division contender within their own division. Uh, I believe that they actually win this game pretty easily with DeAndre Hopkins having another big day and Kyler Murray actually posting some of his highest completion ratings since coming into the NFL. Uh, the late cap games, you still continue. You have the Chiefs at the Chargers, both undefeated, but I think the Chiefs should be able to win this game easily. Again, it's only against the Chargers, and I believe the Chargers actually got kind of lucky week one getting the win. So, yeah, I believe in the Chiefs a little bit more in this game. Uh, next, you have the Ravens at the Titans. I mean, Texans, I'm sorry. Uh, Ravens are, are going to run through the Texans easily. Uh, hate to say it, but losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to really come back to bite them in the butt this year. Um, Texas looked very lost on offense that first game. And I don't think it improves in this game against a very good Ravens team. And the nightcap, you have the Patriots and Seahawks. So this game is a little bit intriguing with both of them being 0-1 and both having mobile-style quarterbacks. I honestly believe that the Patriots win this game, and here's why. The Patriots are going to look at what Atlanta did not capitalize on, and their defense is a lot more physical than what the Falcons' defense is. They're going to try to take away DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett early and force Chris Carson to actually be the difference maker, and I just believe that Cam Newton and the, Phil and the Patriots' offense is going to be able to actually overcome everything in this game. And the Monday night game of the week will be the Saints and Raiders, of course, both 0-1 opening up Allegiant Stadium. 
and the Desert of Nevada. And on this one, I hate picking them, but I don't think the Saints have a hard time in this game. The Raiders, again, squeaked out a win against Carolina, but I don't think they'll do this against the Saints. I do have the Saints winning this game. So, last but not least, we're going to talk about what happened to the Clippers last night. Um, anybody that didn't catch the game, the L.A. Clippers, of course, got beat in week – well, they went up 3-1 in the series, and then, of course, last game of the series, uh, after that 3-1 start, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George completely disappeared in the series. So – is it more on Doc Rivers that they lost this series, or is it more on the players? Well, I think it's a combo of both. When you get a 20-point lead, coaching has actually put you in some of the better positions to succeed. However, there is one thing that almost every coach will probably preach, and that is defense. These last few games, I saw no defense being played by the Clippers, and the get and the shots they did contest they were able to make easy shots or even the contested shots um, the Nuggets were. So, did I see this coming? No, but at the same time, I'm not surprised by it again. Kawhi should have, to me, stayed in Toronto. He had a better squad up there, but he chose to go home. And, I mean, I get the hometown loyalty. You want to try to go in and be better. And he wanted to try to do what, LeBron did for Cleveland but at the end of the day they did fall a little bit short so who do I have winning out of Denver and LA uh, I still think LA has the edge in this and I do honestly think Boston wins out of the east so you're going to see a classic matchup in the finals LA versus Boston uh, that's who I have coming out of both sides so with that that's my show for this week I do thank everybody for tuning in Again, after Sunday, uh, actually after Monday of this week coming, I'll do my other sh do my next show. You know, every week I try to go in on Wednesdays to where I can post on Thursday, so that way you guys can hear all the picks. But again, if you guys are wanting to hear me cover any sort of topics outside of the ones that I'm talking about on here, you can always shoot me an email at halljimmy at hotmail .com. Or you can inbox me on Facebook Messenger. I'll do my best to respond to it. Also, I do have a new page up, Hallway Conversations. Go search for it. Uh, add me as a friend, and you can always inbox me there as well. But for that, that is the show this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, to all my Falcon fans, rise up. And you guys have a blessed week.